Hi, and we are back with another Tower After Hours podcast. We're back from Thanksgiving vacation, and we're all um, stuffed and well-rested, and we're ready to go with another podcast. This is Kelly. Um, I have with me today Mike Shaw. Hello. And Kimber. Hello. And Bridget. Hello. Hi, everybody. (laughs) And we're doing something a little different today. Um, Instead of doing um, as many topics as we usually do, we have um, two topics. And the first one that we're going to start with is pretty timely, and we wanted to be able to dedicate some time to that. And it is all about um, Google and Facebook um, and the election Mm -hmm. and fake news (laughs) and spreading rumors and all that scintillating and scandalous stuff. Misinformation. Misinformation. That's a good way to sum it all up. Um, So yes, we're going to be talking about that for a while today. We have our two SEO experts who I think can shed a lot of light onto that. And I don't want to waste any more time. So I'm going to throw it over to Kimber. So from the Facebook perspective of this, there's a lot to think about that I hadn't really realized when I was originally looking at the topic. Usually from like a first look basis, I thought it really is Facebook's responsibility to be presenting information that is as accurate as humanly possible, to be sharing articles, to be giving juice to those articles. But there's been a lot of things happening at Facebook, even this past year, that are probably affecting their hesitancy to do so. One of them being over the summer when they were called out for being... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Biased. Biased, thank you. I was going to say discriminatory, but biased towards conservative news. And after that, they fired their editorial team who handpicked articles. And they drove fully from a software perspective that they were starting to produce news articles. It was no longer people picking those trending stories. It was purely an algorithm, which I think could be one of the major problems with an algorithm. Algorithm isn't strong enough to determine what real news is from fake news, you're going to get a lot more junk. On the other side of this, there is definitely a part of me that feels like, is it not also our responsibility as people to not be engaging with that fake news? Mm -hmm. Because that algorithm sees those engagement signals and gives it more juice. So it's, it's kind of difficult to really figure out who's to blame in that situation. Okay, so I'm going to take one step back just to like catch... Everybody else up. Catch all of our listeners up. Okay, so when you're on Facebook and on the left or the right-hand side, I'm holding my right hand, is (laughs) the what's trending. Correct. Okay, so originally that was, those were all hand-picked articles. Correct. So that was not a true what's trending based on likes and shares and and all of that. It was not not purely algorithm-based. Correct. Yes. That... And you even was, see... I think shocking. Well, shocking. Nothing's yeah. really shocking. But <laughs> I really thought it was like an algorithm that pulled things into there. Yeah. It used to be an editorial team, and then they fired their whole team after the whole conservative fiasco. It kind of so, makes sense, though, because sometimes I would look at those articles, and I'd be like, really? That's trending? There are really yeah, that many people exactly. talking about that? No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and there's is. even when, you know, sometimes you read an article, and then they pop up with suggested articles. Mm-hmm. A lot of those articles are also very spammy. I don't know if you've seen some of yours, but I, I go to click on it, because I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> this is totally false information. <laughs> um, so the biggest question I had that I wanted to talk about really was, Whose responsibility is it? And then also, how can they even fix it? I know that this article that I read 
talked about how it's very difficult for a young algorithm to determine between fake Mm -hmm. news and real news. But there is a way to promote news that they absolutely know is accurate news. You may not be able to tell a Macedonian teenager site that was created (laughs) yesterday as a fake news site right away, but you know that the New York Times is a credible source. Is there a way that their algorithm can give those kind of sites more... What's the word I'm looking for? Priority over the fake news sites. There's, there's got to be... I, mean, I don't write algorithms, so I'm not entirely sure how that's done. I mean, Shaw will talk about from a Google perspective. Right. We know links. We know traffic. We, you know, we know the content. But then how come fake news sites are still beating out something like the New York Times? So, I don't know. So outside of even the trending articles that people might see and click on... Let's say I'm on a fake news site. Yeah. I copy the link and I put it into Facebook. And then from there, it just takes off. Yeah. I mean, that's my personal sharing of something. Can Facebook combat that in any way? Oh, see, now you're... This is where the web is so user-based that we... You're you're a part of it. What you Mm. do... They're measuring what you're doing and what you're sharing is something that is important. And so they <laughs> they generally, when you share something like that, you share because of good reason. You, uh, and so they, they, they don't know your full intention, but that's a pretty good signal to them. If it wasn't something that was important to you, you would have just skipped straight past it. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, what Kimber said earlier on is who's, who, not whose fault, but who mm-hmm. are the responsible parties? And mm-hmm. we are partially responsible for that. Oh, yeah. And there is an internet code of ethics out there that so many people don't know about. You know, what you what you put out there will never disappear. It mm-hmm. will never get erased. You might not see it, but it doesn't mean it's gone. And we have to be so careful with how we use the internet, considering it's still such a young industry. Because I feel like a lot of, outside of the, again, outside of the trending articles... But I guess it kind of comes full circle. But, you know, if people are not doing fact-checking and not doing follow-up research and they're throwing up articles that are, you know, just misinformation or inflammatory in some way, if trending articles then becomes an algorithm, you know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you could... your, Your sharing of a misinformation article could then spawn, you know, all this interaction that can get it. Right. Yeah, so I feel like... In part, I'm going to say people. Yeah. I'm going to say people. The internet is full of stupid people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I remember um, <coughs> one of my friends talking, like, on Shaw's point of Google or Facebook doesn't know what the intention of your post is. One of my friends said that she was posting fake articles because one of her, somebody on the opposing side was posting fake articles and she wanted to combat that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that doesn't help it's anybody. Terrible. That doesn't help anybody. <laughs> you are a sole cause of this. You're the person that I can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, yes, I've seen things and I'm, you know, in, you know, like, oh, what's that article about? And I'll look at like what site it's from and I'm like, eh. <laughs> That's nothing I've ever heard of, or just the name of the site makes it so obvious that it's blatantly biased one way or another mm-hmm. that I'm just like, I'm not even going to click on it because it's not going to... I think my... Even if it supports yeah. 
you know, what I'm all about. Exactly. It's just probably made up. I think aside from the fact that I think that humans are idiots all the time on the internet, I think my other concern with this is, especially from Facebook's perspective, and Twitter as well, you know, they're very like, well, it's not our fault. We couldn't possibly have swung the election. It wasn't our fault. And the... Not taking any responsibility, though, is also, I mean, I think they're almost refusing to see that social media is now a news outlet. Mm -hmm. They, we just wanted to connect people. We just wanted to, people to share their thoughts and opinions. Well, this is news now. This is where people get their news. So how are you going to change? Yeah. Can I tell a funny story? Yes. (laughs) Uh, So Mark Zuckerberg decided to address Mm -hmm. the world on why... Facebook is not responsible uh, for fake news and how they don't uh, let it happen. And they, they, you know, they work really hard to stop it. And he wrote that in, uh, he wrote that on his, on his, on the Facebook column, <laughs> which was followed to the right of it by ads yeah. with fake news. news in it. <laughs> and I was just, I mean, Danny Sullivan from Search Engine Land, um, he's, he's a big authority on this. When he shared that, I immediately went to Zuckerberg's uh, like post to try uh-huh. and have a look at it, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, they have control over the ads. Okay, so I was going to ask about paid ads. That as they, yeah, both Google and Facebook. Well, first Google, and then Facebook tagged along because you know they can never just do something <laughs> controversial first. <laughs> Google stopped allowing fake news sites access to their adwords, and then Facebook followed suit. And how do they determine what is a fake news source? I I don't know the answer to that question. I think, Although that's, I think you know, the, the, we're talking about fact-checking. Mm-hmm. So you got Snoop, Snoops or Snopes, mm-hmm. how you pronounce it. <clears throat> and you got these other dedicated sites that have to be a third party that gets involved with the checking of information to validate it or not. Um you get the extreme, though. On the other mm-hmm. end, you get Reddit, who went and edited uh, pro-Trump users' uh, comments because he was getting so upset by them. So he went and actually edited them and changed them somewhat. And he came out and, and he, had, he admitted that, I think, last Ouch. week sometime. You can't do so, that. So, <laughs> you know, <That's> bad. <laughs> wherever there's going to be humans, there's going to be error. Mm-hmm. And with the web growing so big... Google should know what a trustworthy source is. We use metrics all the time. Domain authority, trust, Mars rank, all these things to try and identify the popularity and the credibility of a source to help people that don't know what a good source is yet. You might know the New York Times has been a good good source, but there's also other ones out there, which like your local newspaper, which may have been fed misinformation, because guess what? They've got people there who are biased mm-hmm. and feed the information that they want, and all of a sudden that starts getting rank in a local area. How do you control that? I, I, I don't know how something... I think Google is so big, uh, people are saying, even if they got rid of the ads... Like you said, mm-hmm. they can still swing things. Mm-hmm. You can the search engine land actually uh, several. I think it was two, two or three years ago. We're talking about Barack Obama and how when you type someone like that in the knowledge graph, it will show information like date, 
and birth mm-hmm. and when he became president, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Well, they wrote some in a in a, in a playful way something about King Barack Obama. And now, if you go to the uh, if you go to the knowledge graph and you type in Barack Obama, sometimes you actually get King Barack Obama <laughs> oh, wow. in the knowledge graph. That that is in Google's knowledge graph. That is information they deem to be very very important and very very useful. And so they're mixing correct news and wrong news together. Mm-hmm. So I I mean, how do you filter something? so much information down to what's right. I just don't know. Yeah. On the, when I was reading about the Facebook, they even said that one of the hard things is that even a lot of the alt-right or conservative news sources that are not to be biased. It's just, they tend to be more of the fake news sources, um, that they're, they are really, truly a mix of real news and fake news, which makes it even more complicated for algorithms to Mm -hmm. decipher if it's real or fake. (coughs) It's a mess. It is a mess. Um, so, what was I going to say? I had two questions floating around in my head. One was on Facebook. So, if I am a fake news source and I come to Facebook and I'd be like, look, here's thousands of dollars and I want to buy Facebook ads and promote my fake stories, Facebook has the ability to say no thanks. Correct. I don't Would know. Would they? <laughs> uh, well, they say that they're going to. Okay. I mean... What they say and what they do are two very different things. Mm-hmm. This is what they're saying they're going to be doing moving forward. Is that illegal? Is um, that, like, against... I mean, I know it's they own it, and but is it illegal to stop somebody from advertising? I don't if know. It's if, your, it's, if it's your platform... Constitutional law. Any constitutional law expert. No one likes to do... I mean... I'm going to use a, uh, a mechanic. I don't know anything about cars, but I'll trust the opinion of other people who have gone to mechanic just like you would. If Facebook keeps delivering fake news, we're not going to trust it as a mm-hmm. news source and people will go somewhere else. It happens all the time. Yep. In a different way, it was with MySpace as a social platform uh, for you know getting connected with people. Facebook did a better job. What's happened to MySpace? <coughs> I think the same thing. This is an opportunity for businesses to create a real news with real stories, and they could then actually do better than someone like Facebook. I think New York Times, for instance, mm-hmm. they need to really step up their game, and people are going to maybe go back to search engines, or maybe they're going to go back to... Um, Things that they more are more associated with, maybe groups, maybe political parties, and and stuff. So I think it's in the best interest of Facebook and Google, if that's what they want to be known for, like, like having news deliver on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's your it's your it's their platform that they want to embrace fake news because it and, and ads because it generates money. That's just a short win for them in the yeah. long run they'll they're gonna they'll lose apart. out yeah but i know that yeah I half think. of the population supports not supports but like believes in this fake news are they i mean they've mm-hmm. still got half the people that are like yeah great share these articles so, Do, so i think ethics. the base of the question is if it did swing the election could this not happen again if not worse the next time 
do you like, do we really think if like half the, the people purge comes and then the purge comes <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't know i don't really know if i believe it swung the election or not i don't either totally but i'm just saying like story, i don't but. think that there's um gonna be a mass exodus from facebook because half of the u.s population is cool with this fake news because it supports what they believe. But do you think that yeah. the generations below that, aren't... I mean, the generations we know are sure. already not using Facebook right. nearly as much that's as point. older generations. Yeah. If they keep hearing from their parents or from other people, they already think Facebook is outdated and for old people. I mean... So blocking it. I mean, I know I block articles coming through. I'm like, not interested, not interested. Mm-hmm. Find something else. And I'm now filtering my own form of content that I want where it's tailored to me. So... I think that's something that Google have to, uh, and I mean Facebook and Google have to get better at doing is people are filtering because they want to hear a certain type of news, and I don't know whether people care whether it's right or wrong. Does it appeal to the ego? Does yes. it appeal to yes. their, yes. Yes. To, their, to what they believe in and what's important to them? In which case, they don't they just bring it on, and then they'll share that with somebody else. I've never fully tracked down what it was, but I know I've heard people talk about this app. That you can basically type keywords in and you just won't see any posts that have to do with that. So, like, during the election, you could have, like, typed in Republican, Democrat, Clinton, Trump, and any, like, posts that had those, like, keywords would have just not shown up in your feed. And I know a lot of people, like, I put it all during the election. That really sounds amazing. But I've never, like, really fully tracked down what it was. Yeah. I would find a lot of things about, like, well, you can hide this post from your Facebook. But I feel like it was something more, like, a whole, like, social, like, all of your social platforms that you yeah. could hmm. block it. That would be amazing. I haven't heard about that, but I wish I had that yeah. a year ago. I feel like I heard somebody on the radio talking about it. Okay. I just think... More research needs to go into it. They've created this monster. Now they've got to tame it somehow. I, there is definitely some responsibilities. And I really do believe it's down to what they want to be. Google wanted to be the search engine that everyone used because they got the best results, mm-hmm. most accurate results quickly. And they failed on that. Mm-hmm. So with Google... Okay... So a fake news site, you know, can have great domain authority. Yeah. It can be, like, technically perfect site. You know, they put content up a lot, you know. So it's a go- the Google bot goes there, and it crawls the information, and it's seeing, like, oh, yes, great, you know, good, good. I'm a robot. I don't know what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. Where, where does Google even... S- I, think, I think the hard part is that that... Now, I don't know the ratio, and even in this article I read, they don't know the ratio of fake news sites to real news sites. But the majority of sites, I think, currently have accurate information. So it's more along the lines of comparing, is this information the same as all this other accurate information from sites like the New York Times, Mm -hmm. the Boston Globes? Um, it, It has to compare them, essentially. And it does do that. It does look to see like, oh, this article is talking about this. Like all these articles are talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. This is relevant information. Um, I just don't know if it's at that level yet. It can see like, oh, this article is talking about Donald Trump and a popular vote. This article is talking about Donald Trump and a popular vote. But it doesn't necessarily understand that one article is saying that Donald Trump won the popular vote and the other one is saying he lost the popular right. vote. It's just saying Donald Trump popular, popular vote. vote. 
So, it's, Google's not that old. I think that because a lot of people remember Google for the majority of mm-hmm. the time the internet existed, I mean, this is still, they're still on the cutting edge of all of this, all of this, of, of algorithms in general. They still have a long way to go. And I think this year especially showed that they have some improvements. Yeah, I mean, 2014, uh, they produced an, they did a huge update to their system called Hummingbird, which was to help with semantic search. So that things like, if I said King Barack Obama, <laughs> and I'm on a, on a very high credible website, that people don't go and get information from Google the way it pronounces President Obama as King Obama, just silly things like that. So I think understanding context and not just keywords mm-hmm. like Trump, election, Clinton, Democrat, things like that, it can look, it should be able to, I think they're going to be working more towards creating context based searches that understand the user intent. And I'm sure. Uh, that there's got to be some way that they can penalize sites for fake news. What they mm-hmm. did it with link building. They penalized J.C. Penny. They aren't uh, millions of other companies for for bad links because it helped them rank better. These people are now ranking better due to popularity, but for the wrong reason, and that's not helping anyone. Why the heck doesn't Google penalize them? Mm-hmm. Your site will not do well if you we find out whether it's now or a year later that your site has got false information mm-hmm. do something drastic Kelly did you just raise your hand I didn't oh I, I thought you were I thought she was raising <laughs> her hand too and I was like hey, Kelly has a question I think I wiped something off the table and my hand just kind of I was like, flourished I thought she had a question too and I was like oh um, you can just say something no I was just going to say that I wonder if they even worry about ranking more than like two days from now, or if it's just they want to get it out so fast right now, see it right now, and I don't, we don't even care what happens two days from I now. I feel like a lot of it is so, <clears throat> so manipulative. It's really just people out there wanting to cause chaos and misinformation. I think I think it's a bu- I think it's a bit of both, but I also think that it's accurate news that is getting misinterpreted because I'm going to read from here. Trump has admitted. This is going back uh, before he was president-elect, that the U.S. President Barack Obama was born in the United States. He admitted that. I mean, do you guys remember that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep, yep. A while ago. However, even after that, if you type in where is the, uh, if you type in Obama born in Kenya, you will see a YouTube hosted video saying Obama admits he was born in Kenya, <laughs> and a video and all these things. Even though it is wrong, even though something that is probably very influential, like Donald Trump, who kept on saying Kenya, 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 has gone and receded that information and said United States, why is that still showing? I mean... Do you think it's because not enough people... I mean, this is this goes down to kind of a human nature thing. Do you think it's just because not enough articles were written about the fact that Donald Trump took back that statement yeah. and that he is from the U.S. versus all the junk out there that was like, oh, he's from Kenya. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, like, people thrive, unfortunately, on 
bad negative rumor yeah. gossipy mm-hmm. news? Do you think that there's just more <coughs> bad crap out there than there is so, true crap so out there? What we, so what we, what we do know is web pages and websites that are older, websites that get more engagement mm-hmm. over time will generally outrank newer websites unless it is super fresh content like the news which then kind of disappears supposedly after a couple of days um i think if there's been so much talk about was he born in kenya was he even born in africa or was he born in hawaii where was president obama born and if i think you're right if it's all Mm -hmm. very lopsided towards the where not america Mm -hmm. kenya Mm -hmm. all those things he's going it's going to, there's more of that, those type of articles yeah. available compared to, no, Trump said he's born in the United States. He finally agrees. He was born in the United States. There's not enough of that yeah. considering how fresh it was. So this way, fresh content is great, but it, it doesn't have, it hasn't built up enough weight yet. Yeah. Or authority to try and Incredibly. beat off some of that <laughs> yeah. information. Well, I'm I'm watching our clock, and our recording space is going to be taken away from us. Has it been that long? No, I mean we have like twenty some minutes. But okay, okay, I was like, like, dang. I mean, I like Bridget, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to get Bridget's topic in <laughs> oh, because goodness. Bridget also brought a topic, and it kind of goes along the same vein as you know getting people the content that they want. So, Bridget. What do you have for us? Yeah, so I found a topic talking about um, content decentralization or moving away from website-based publishing um, to sort of, in the effort to go beyond the limits of your um, current audience. Um, A lot of people that post on their websites put a lot under their blog category, and that's it, and that's very common. A lot of people do that, but... um, this infographic that was published shows that that's not actually what the readers want. Um, so it kind of goes down talking about what marketers focus on. And the top two are, um, so at 74% is converting um, your contacts and leads to customers. And at 57% is growing your traffic to your website. And then um, the projects that marketers are focusing on are growing SEO and big content creation um, that's around 60%, but down at 33% is actually producing visual content. Um, but then when we look at what the consumers actually want, um, the things that they consume more thoroughly rather than skim are videos and social media posts. And the, what they um, most likely are to skim or are uh, blogs. And they don't consume those as thoroughly as the other pieces. And... Um, this uh, survey found that moving into the future, a good 45% of people are really going to want to be looking at social media posts, videos, and only 29% are wanting blogs. And, I mean, ultimately, marketers are supposed to decentralize their content strategy. And being that we have our two SEO people here, <laughs> I really wanted to get their take. We're leaning so heavily on you two today. I know. <laughs> but I want to know what your take on this is, um, how you feel about decentralizing your content away from the site. Oh, yeah. Kelly was, no, like, was going to say something, but Kelly looked at me with a mischievous look in her yeah, eyes. She was, was waiting was for me to just say Just thinking about a conversation that we had internally about a company 
that we work with. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. It yet. rhymes. Oh, it rhymes with. I'm totally joking. <laughs> that doesn't share all of their blog content. Oh yes. Okay. okay. Um, they kind of choose what they feel mm-hmm. best. They feel will do best on social media. It, it just that's what it struck a chord in my head yeah. as I was thinking about that. And yeah. I think you know everything. Social media is there's no limit to what you can do on social yeah, media. Exactly. There's no, you know, there's never, I guess, any harm in putting some, well, I guess there can be harm on putting well, something on social media. But well, 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 thought out content. I think there's, there's no reason that as soon as something goes on your blog, it should also be shared on social media. Right. And more and more people are going to social media first yes. for their news, for, you know, maybe complaining about like customer service yeah. issues, stuff like yeah. that. They're going to that first. I would not go to every, everybody I follow on social. If I had to go to each and every individual website to find that stuff. But as I'm scrolling through, I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. I'm yeah. going to click through and look mm-hmm. through. I think that <clears throat> SEO has always been, it's for it's for two different audiences. One is obviously for the consumer, which now we're realizing the consumer doesn't use it as often, but it's for Google. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you're never going to be able to stop producing content on your website mm-hmm. unless we're talking it's like year 3000 and we have no idea how people use technology anymore. But for Google's sake, you have to have content on your mm-hmm. site. Now, it's, it's, for lack of a better term, it sucks mm-hmm. that you feel like now we're writing just for Google's sake. It make, takes the fun out of writing, honestly. However, and this is something that we've been doing here at Tower, is definitely putting those visual pieces, more of those mm-hmm. visual pieces, yes. in with your content, the videos, the infographics. And we're also starting to see more and more the relationship between SEO and social. Um, should there yep. be topical and keyword research between social and SEO? Absolutely. Something that we're starting here. Um, I think it's... Now we're focusing more on curating that social content to get people to the site. Um, still doesn't mean that it's not important to have content on site. Yeah. I mean, you have to. I think it comes down to what does the user want mm-hmm. versus we get clients that say, I want to increase my sales or I want to increase traffic. But then they have no brand awareness. And I think we there are so many stages that happen in digital marketing that we have to take into account. And there are funnels that we have to do. First, create your brand awareness before you expect to get click-through rates. Sure. And think that someone's going to trust your site as being something that they are willing to spend money on. Mm-hmm. Um, as for decentralizing the content, I really think it, it's not just about decentralizing it. It's about integrating different forms of content together and using different forms of content on different types of platforms. Mm-hmm. I think people are looking for infographics. Mm-hmm. They will probably use social and the images, <coughs> image search from Google. I think if they're wanting more visually stimulating content, they'll probably go to social. But if they're looking for supposedly fact-driven information, <laughs> they're going to go to Google. They're going to go and see what you know what ranks because you know the ones in the number one number two number three are probably the most important Mm -hmm. and supposedly the most accurate so people we have been taught to think like that so i really believe that if we were going to write about how the chicken crossed the road i think we should really have something that is video that is 
um, infographic, mm -hmm. and that is something um, that is something text uh, textual. Mm -hmm. You can put all three of them together. You could you can you know they'll be shared and and viewed by different users who might find that information helpful. You know, sometimes when you're on fa on Facebook, how often or, or Twitter, you're skimming through and you see something interesting because it's it's right there in front of you. Whereas sometimes when you do use a really thoughtful search, and you get different information, you 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 might want more, something more heavy. Mm -hmm. And sure. I think catering to those different people, the different users, and knowing what they want is good. We also don't know. I mean, when we get a new client, how many times do we say to them, "Who is your client? Describe us your client. What do you want? What are your goals?" Mm -hmm. And they sit there and they are stuck. Mm -hmm. So we have to help them come up and visualize who this person using personas mm -hmm. and who they are and what they want, and align, you know, their business to that type of person. I think once you start that, then we can start thinking about content. Mm -hmm. I think everybody misses that boat first, that first step. Yeah, not, definitely. Not, not the boat, sorry. A, a complete decentralization is not going to work because of Google, like Kimber said, but definitely integrating all of those forms mm. together, putting it out on social, it's great. It'll give the users what they want. Yeah, I think it's... I love it when there's a bit of everything. Sometimes you're not in the mood to read... And there's a video so you can play the video. Sometimes you want it's so loud you, and you, or you're sitting on a train <laughs> and you don't want to really play the video because, oh my goodness, you know, they're going to hate me yeah. because I support this political party. <coughs> so, you know, I can at least read it now. You know, right. there's all these different circumstances. Mm -hmm. But having it available in all those forms can appeal to everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it will teach you when you see what gets shared, what gets picked up, what gets commented on, all those things. It helps us then collect the information and say, okay, we thought this was the type of person that we were going after. Actually, they're a little bit older. Mm -hmm. uh, they are a little bit wealthier. They have, you know, those sort of things. And I think from there, we can actually start tweaking and improving that information. You're here. <laughs> Fantastic. I think at the end of this article, you should put the best fact checkers that we all know about. For people to utilize. Oh, that's moving forward. okay. Like Snoops and like, uh, like the, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Snoops, like Snoops is one. Oh, uh, Politico did a good one. Politico does a good one. Yeah, people do your research. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, yes. Really cool. Just Google. Well, don't <laughs> just just <laughs> Google it. Just Google it. Uh, go. I saw. I I was just watching a video today, and it was like life with fact checking, life without fact checking. Yes, and it was like two people saw the same like inflammatory article Ross one person like googled yeah. it and was like i can't find anything about this this yep. isn't fake and just goes about his day meanwhile the other person is just like share sure. share 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 Ross comment, just comment. so that's share why that i said me. that's why yeah. i said just google it yeah just google it and go you know for the probably for the first time ever we're going to tell you to look further than the first you know common response. sense <laughs> goes a long way yes. people. common sense and Use take the sense. ego out of your shares yeah. stop sharing for the sake of so Sharing. there's Snopes and there is fact, fact, sorry, factcheck.org. And those are, that's another site that you can use to just check your information. But like most things, it's usually after the fact. Yeah. So by then the, the false information's out and then two days later it's been reviewed and 
we all know that what we read and liked <laughs> was wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, great. Thank you, guys. That was good. I'm really excited that we got to talk about that topic. And, okay. That's Bye. it. Bye. 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 Bye.